0: Since I started the podcast two years ago, pretty much, but I wanted to wait until the time was right to do so, and well, now is the right time to do. It's a wonderful life with me. I have Andrew,
1: more like dog with the blog, season three, episode twenty one. Cat with the blog.
0: Paul,
2: I don't have anything funny to say. Hello,
0: and Riley. I don't have anything funny to say either, but It's a Wonderful Life. Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Wonderful Life, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) It's a Wonderful Life premiered on December 20th, 1946 in limited release and went into wide release on January 7th, 1947. It was directed by Frank Capra, written by Francis Goodrich, Albert Hackett, Frank Capra, and Joe Swirling based on the short story The Greatest Gift" by Philip Van Doren Stern and stars James Stewart, Donna Reed, Lionel Barrymore, Henry Travers, Thomas Mitchell, and Bula Bondi. This movie is about a down-on-his-luck guy who receives some spiritual guidance when an angel shows him what the world would have been like if he never existed. And I'm going to read the critics' consensus. The holiday classic, to define all holiday classics, It's a Wonderful Life is one of a handful of films worth an annual viewing. As always, if you want to watch along with us, then you can go over to Just Watch to find out where you can buy, rent, or stream the movie in your area. This time you need to have it at the beginning, and... uh When I give the countdown and say now, then press play and you should be synced with us. All right. What do you think of us doing? It's a wonderful life.
1: I think this film freaking uh, smokes.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. I've never seen this before, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I started watching Uh, it a couple days ago, but then I got distracted by other stuff and I didn't finish it. Mm. Uh, I mean... uh, We're probably going
2: to be talking all over it, so... Good thing I only...
0: Yeah, good thing I only have one exam. I can, uh, I can just mm-hmm. uh jump th- and, and I can jump over that hurdle really quick, which I uh, which it's all, it's all going to be multiple choice, so I'm basically just going to jump over a puddle. And then I'm hmm. I to yeah. have all the time to finish this and uh Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas and whatever holiday media I have yet to consume.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I actually I've... had a final exam uh it's Friday actually, and I did pretty well. It was a hundred question multiple choice exam, and I did pretty well, so I'm happy about that.
1: Um, I'm not mentioning anything about exams, but I first saw uh, "It's a Wonderful Life." I saw bits and pieces like since I was like eight or so, but I always started fully watching it when I was like uh, sixteen and was playing in film class because it was Christmas and all that jazz and i never finished it because we had to go to like this to like a pep rally assembly thing or whatever but i finally watched it in its entirety last year and it was i first i thought it was a bit too long but then i realized it was all worth it because this this movie is just that good
0: yeah i i love how it's like dark for like a hollywood golden age movie mm
1: mm-hmm. mhm and in another news, I cannot open my Letterboxd account. I don't know if the app's not working or if someone signed me out, but I, I can't get back in. Uh,
0: like, um, so, it's, it's no biggie, uh, let see if your
1: account Yes, it's is a still... biggie, because I don't know my login info.
0: Uh, I'm gonna see if your account, I'm gonna, see... I just wanna make sure your account isn't, uh, oh, it's, the good news is it's still there, uh, uh, yeah and I the can...
1: good news is I'm still logged in on I'm still logged in on my pc it's just uh you'll it's have, on my phone apparently that's the the issue
0: uh your review is uh... I'll have to
1: write this down.
0: Okay, let me just read your review. Honestly, it drags a bit to get to where it is, but for what it says, it's a masterpiece in storytelling and filmmaking. While well, only the second half takes place at Christmas time. Its message surely makes it the best Christmas movie ever. Also, yes, I cried at the end. Okay, um,
1: I mean, can you blame me for crying at the end?
0: Yeah, okay. um, so uh, is everybody ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Is everybody here? Is everybody ready? Yep. I'm re- Hit it. <laughs> Three, <laughs> two, one, now. Also there is like also there is a very interesting story about this film's uh dubious copyright status. Um get to it later. Mm-hmm. We also, have a title. title! I lied.
1: I, I, <laughs> yeah, we have a yeah, title. I lied. I did not watch It's a Wonderful Life for the first time last year. It was two years ago. Uh, I, I cannot math. Uh,
0: no
2: Can everyone else
1: hear the audio?
0: Um, I, we, like, yeah. we have, I have to have it at a low, lower, lower volume because, like, so it doesn't bleed into everything we're saying.
2: Understood. And it's Got also it. for copyright. Copyright reasons, sex. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, copyright. And speaking of copyright. Mm.
2: <laughs> All right, let's do it now.
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: Is this when is, cop- is copyright when someone decided to take right and copy and paste it?
0: No, um I, I was taught, no, I was going to talk about uh it's a wonderful ice like, dubious copyright status. Um so um uh, it, uh, it like it, it was a box office flop when it came out, but then, but in the '70s they found out there was a clerical error preventing its copyright from being renewed, which meant this movie it was in the public domain and any TV station could legally show it as much as they wanted without paying for a license. And uh, PBS would show it a lot during Pledge Week. And uh it would show up on AMC a lot when they were American movie classics. And uh I'm reading for I'm paraphrasing from T V tropes. Around Christmas time it wasn't that unusual to find as many as five or six local stations in a given market all carrying the movie at some time of the day or evening. <coughs> it was also issued on VHS in varying levels of quality by numerous companies, big and small. But then uh, Republic Pictures, uh, the successor to the original rights holder, realized they couldn't claim copyright over the film itself, but they could claim the rights to the original screenplay and the music, and did. And then they enforced Mm. their copyright on the music and story from here on out, meaning you now need a license. NBC has held exclusive TV rights since 1984, and they typically air it around Christmas Eve, and, uh... And mm-hmm. and and NBC Universal channels have aired it, like Bravo in USA, and E Network has aired it every uh, aired it 24 hours every Christmas Eve slash day since uh, since a couple years ago, and uh, uh, blah blah blah. The copyrights of both the greatest gift, the story it was based on and the music score will expire by the time the film turns 100 years old in 2046, meaning that it will once again enter the public domain this time for good.
3: Hmm.
1: Very cool.
0: Wow. That's yeah, a... Like... And so... Also, it, uh, you, you, it... nev-
1: you never expect a Christmas movie to begin with celestial bodies talking.
2: I kind of liked how the... Oh, and... Uh... The not angel came on the screen. He just went Zoom! right right <laughs> in the middle.
1: It shows how young he is.
0: And I can't see a thing.
2: Just... Oh man, you're not an angel. That's right. All right, let me pick you up.
0: <laughs> okay. Um. So. Um. Yeah. Th- anyway, this this movie's plot has been uh, reinterpreted many ways in m- movies and shows and stuff. Um, One of the most notable examples is It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas movie from 2002, which is basically the same thing as the movie, but Whoopi Goldberg plays God and uh, David Arquette is an angel.
1: I mean, if anyone's going to play God, it should be Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg or Morgan Freeman. Those are my only two choices.
0: (laughs) Mother Om as God. Yes.
1: Why did you make why did you remind me of that? Why did you remind remind me of Mother of Olms?
0: Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs>
1: um anyway, uh another not so famous interpretation of the story of its a wonderful life as mentioned at the beginning of the episode is Dog the Blog, season 3, episode 21, Cat with a Blog.
3: Oh my god.
1: Do you guys want to know what the synopsis to Cat with a Blog is?
0: What? What?
1: Of course you do. But first, we have to go all the way back to the fabled year of August 21st, 2015. After accidentally ruining Ellen's new couch, Stan wishes he had never been part of the family and wonders what it would have been like if he had been a cat instead. He gets his wish come true thanks to his guardian angel and he realizes how much being a dog positively benefits the family instead of him being a cat. And so he wishes that he was a dog again and he he comes back. And so, yeah, it's very racist towards cats.
2: I mean, the whole show is, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... No one ever talks about how, how much of a raging racist Stan is.
0: Oh, that that honestly reminds me of something. Uh...
1: Uh... I'm, I made an oh, entire yeah, video like... about how Stan is one of the most problematic protagonists in all of Disney Channel history. He it... is a uh, he is a sexist, racist, pervert, ableist, etc. Yeah, and he's a dog. a
2: dog for makes fun of another dog for talking.
0: <laughs> oh, there! Oh, yeah! I'm, I'm reminded of that movie. Um, not no, actually, uh, movie. Ah, God, I'm forgetting.
1: Hmm. And you yeah, might be oh, saying, Bolt. "Well, he's a dog. These are Bolt. all the character. These are all the characteristics that dogs should have." But I'm like, he is an intelligent dog who has the. Uh, cognitive ability to think and talk so he should know better
0: yeah I remember what movie it was it was a uh, bolt
1: that... yeah I, yeah. I, I, mm. I saw I, I I know it was bolt uh, yeah honestly Is bolt it? I, I kind of like the the human scenes more than the bolt scenes uh, oh
0: You're that uh, dog with a blog episode. Um, The way you described it reminded me of a Hannah Montana episode where uh, Miley wishes upon a star that she could always be Hannah Montana. And in this world, Jackson is a hermit, and Robbie is married to a gold digger, and Lily is the alpha bitch, and Oliver and Rico have gone into business as paparazzi wannabes. Oh...
1: I swear this was on the cat with a blog Wikipedia page before I it somehow got removed. I can't see it anymore.
0: Oh, there was also an there was also a Christmas episode of iCarly that ripped off the plot. Uh, uh, Spencer uh, accidentally burned all of her Christmas gifts with a metal tree and wishes he was more normal. And her and in and and in the this alternate universe spencer is a lawyer and sam goes to jail because spencer wouldn't let carly be her friend and uh carly is neville's girlfriend and freddy um lost all of his hope that he'd get together with carly and end up being bossed about by a girl who's completely unsuitable for him and then spencer marries mrs benson and uh, (laughs) the iCarly show didn't even exist because she never had the opportunity to do it
1: (laughs) so I I guess the the moral here is that a lot of shows like to use the it's a wonderful life plot yeah
2: when you don't want to do time travel you do it's a wonderful life
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) And,
1: uh... Do you want to know something else about the uh, Cat with a Blog episode? What? what? Well, two things, actually. First thing is that the title is a lie because the cat in this alternate universe cannot talk or be, be, it cannot talk. Therefore, it cannot have a blog. So it should just be called Cat.
0: <laughs> it should be called I Cats. Mean... Cats 2019. <laughs> Oh Cat's the butthole cut. <laughs> but
2: there's only one cat.
0: <laughs> a cat.
3: But the is other not thing I wanted to
1: let you got <laughs> The other thing I want to let you guys know is that. Do you want to know who's in that episode? Who? Harlem Globetrotters.
0: Harlem Globetrotters. Wow. <laughs> like it. Like. I remember the Harlem Globetrotters used to be like in all these terrible '70s shows, and they had like a Gilligan's Island TV movie, like where they were just on Gilligan's Island for no reason.
1: I guess Dog with a Blog is on the same level as Gilligan's Island. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Anyway, in this alternate universe, uh, Avery has turned from an up sort of uptight teen. And has turned into a gothy Ramona Flowers type girl. Like, she literally has the blue Ramona Flowers hair. Tyler has become a chill ladies man. He's he's cut turned he's turned from that to like a hat, a metalhead and another synonym for that type of stuff. Chloe became lost in her fantasy world and lives like Cinderella, even though she has no human or animal friends. Uh, Ellen became a a judge, and uh, Doctor Bennett James, world-renowned child psychologist, lost his job and his credibility as Doctor and world-renowned child psychologist. And now he spends his day with, with the Harlem Globetrotters for some reason.
0: <laughs> that reminds me of like the um the Fairly Odd Parents episode where Timmy wished he was never born, and uh, in an odd twist, every thing is better without him, and like <laughs> for some reason, one of the things that happened was the Chicago Cubs won the World Series. Obviously, pre twenty sixteen, but when they won again,
1: man, pause the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, you turned off the whole oh! Movie. The,
1: I think it's it's supposed to be it's supposed to be paused. <laughs> no. that's the light switch.
0: Pause. It would have been so funny if just Patchy showed up. I don't know and why, but...
1: I wonder how audiences must have felt in seeing this in 1946. Like, this is the... Like, I I bet they have never, ever seen, like, a movie pause like this until, until then. So this must have been, I mean, like, just as influential as seeing Dorothy enter the color world for the first time.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, I've... I know that... I took a film class, and I know the first film to use a freeze frame ending was *The 400 Blows*. Mm. I don't. I don't remember when that came
1: out.
0: 1959. That's um. That- Thirteen
1: years after the this freeze frame. This movie
2: is revolutionary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> François Revolution, Chaffaut, eat your heart out.
0: Yes. And uh, yes, also it is a golden age of Hollywood movie that is that is depressing and stuff, and like the main character you know, you hates know, we, his life. We...
3: Millennials,
2: <laughs> I mean, am We I mean, we did right? just get past one of we did just skip past one of the darkest scenes in the whole movie where. Oh, wait, I. Where the... hmm.
1: Gen X, uh. uh <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life humor. I hate my life. Boomer humor. I hate my wife.
0: <laughs> oh, also the also there are two characters in this movie named Burton Ernie, and people like uh, it, like this is like, probably the craziest coincidence ever. Like to the point where everybody thinks that they were named. Wait, after they're not
1: the, named after the Burton Ernie from It's a Wonderful Life.
0: Yeah, and uh, they actually reference this in. Uh, Elmo Saves Christmas, because um, like It's a Wonderful Life shows up a lot, uh, and it's like background noise and scenes, and uh, because like it's on all the time because um, it's on all the time because like um, it, it, you know, public domain it's, and stuff. It,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. it's just on all the time.
0: Yeah, and and it's on because Elmo made it Christmas every day, and um, oh yeah, yeah, and he destroyed uh... the economy. Yeah, um, call back. <laughs> anyway, there's a scene where uh, Bert and Ernie are by um, a TV set, and it and it, and like he they and the guy calls out Bert, Ernie, and they turn around uh, shocked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, I, since we're talking about it, I I just want to say, I think after doing some deep uh, consideration and thought for the past 20 seconds, I think Bert and Ernie are my favorite Sesame Street characters. Wow. I know. Bold, bold statement.
0: Honestly, um... I
1: haven't watched enough.
2: In
0: terms of Sesame Street favorite? characters, I think I relate the most to Prairie Dawn, because she's just trying to keep shit together in her pageants, and if that isn't <laughs> going to be me in the next year or so, I don't know what is.
1: She, is. I've seen a couple of her skits with Cooking Mutser, and she definitely shows much more restraint towards him than Kermit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Remember the uh, Remember the um the mystery box sketch? <laughs> oh my god, the mystery box sketch. <laughs> I love that sketch.
2: Which one is
3: that?
0: Uh, it's where like um there's a he's like um Kermit has an orange in the box and he's trying to describe it with vague terms and Cookie Monster keeps thinking it's a cookie. I I once saw a YouTube poop of that scene where he's like uh, where it ends with him you don't get any pudding how do you get any pudding if you don't eat your meat
1: (laughs) man I I I was definitely raised on like Sesame Street and Muppet stuff but I regret that I wasn't I regret that I wasn't as attached to it as most other people
0: yeah I wasn't I wasn't Uh, super... I didn't get super attached to that stuff until I... Until I became a teenager. And, uh... Because, um... You know, autistic girl and, uh... Or weird interests. Yeah.
1: You know, um... Elmo might not even be in my top ten Sesame Street characters. But he does have one of my best character arts. Which is beefing with a rock.
0: Oh god! That whole like thing with between him and Rocco is so funny.
2: I didn't even realize until like much later when people started discussing The Rock that there was a time when Snuffleupagus was like everyone thought he was just an imaginary friend. Like I oh, didn't yeah. know that.
1: I didn't know that. I, I thought th-
2: he was just like a guy. I thought he was just. I just, I
1: saw the. I saw the video where he was finally revealed to everyone, and their jaws were just agape. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think oh in uh, Se- in Sesame Street's next season, people are going to find out that Rocco really is alive and he has the voice of Dwayne Johnson? <laughs>
0: god I just remembered in artwork uh, this fan art back when the whole Elmo Rocco situation went down on social media and it was like Elmo yelling at Patrick Rocky's just a rock he can't even move <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know when you mentioned aardvark my mind immediately went to Arthur I don't know why probably because he is an aardvark mhm Uh, I've... You know, I didn't even I didn't even know that Arthur was an aardvark. He, he doesn't look like one.
0: So He looks more uh, like a bear. Oh my god. Yeah. Um
1: Mr. Ratburn uh, looks more like an aardvark of, and he's a rat.
0: Speaking of the uh, Anyway, speaking of the rock, um when um Dwayne Johnson um tweeted to Elmo during the scene uh he was like, tell Cookie Monster to move it <laughs> over, because I'm coming to Sesame Street to kick ass and eat cookies. And then <laughs> Cookie Monster's Twitter responded, Me say cookie challenge accepted.
1: <laughs> so, so, what I got out of that is that Dwayne Johnson's going to go to Sesame Street to beat the shit out of Cookie Monster and Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay,
0: so, and okay, before that, Elmo. Uh, Posted to Twitter. Don't worry, everybody. Elmo and Zoe practice sharing and are still best pups forever. Elmo loves you, Zoe. Ha ha ha. Elmo doesn't want to talk about Rocco. And has <laughs> anybody ever seen a Rocky to cookie? Elmo's just curious. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Yeah. Do you think Elmo is ableist because he because he can't he says that rocks can't eat cookies or do other stuff? Um that rocks could do but
0: <laughs> there was also I like, like a... I, I i just posted a i just looked on uh rocko's uh, muppet wiki page and there was a link to a a tweet something from uh, prime video a tweet from prime video it is just like a, a, have you ever heard of invincible it's a show on prime. <laughs> oh yeah the uh,
1: with the funny jk simmons character yeah
0: yeah, and it, it's just a character rock is Rocco squaring up elmo like and it's just like this rock character. I haven't seen the show. Um I'll probably just show it to Jess's I've server, the cuz they watch Invisible Invincible,
1: <laughs> Invisible. That should be the new That's that's the new superhero show.
0: <laughs> that should be as a a a spin-off.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's just Invincible, but all the main characters are invisible.
2: uh, like the Garfield comic meme
1: Garfield minus Garfield exactly Uh,
0: Cartoon Network also made a tweet saying like we got plenty of cookie cats at Elmo take as many as you want and it's just a clip from Steven Universe
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just since we're talking about Elmo so much uh, it just reminded me of this, this one thing I posted where Elmo's Elmo's tw- tw- tweet, Twitter was like, Elmo sent Tango a letter. Don't worry, Elmo sent it with love. Ha ha ha. And, and then uh, it's a picture of Elmo and his dad, and Elmo's holding a mail. He's holding an envelope, and the dad's holding Tango, his dog. And I retweeted that saying, boy, your dog is two feet away. Your dog is two feet away <laughs> from you. Why did you go through the trouble of making a letter? <laughs>
0: TV logic
2: so do all of you know this scene or can you guess what's uh, going to happen oh, next and oh you- yeah I,
1: I love I mean, this scene <laughs> it's so funny I'm not going to spoil because <laughs> what happens next is going to be pretty <laughs> I'm never did I, I did, it's a dance competition yeah I never knew how you did that dance where he's like holding his knees and moving him back and forth or something a switch. Uh, I, it's just a switch, yeah. But I've the, I
0: thank the lord that Fortnite didn't. I don't know that. Thank the lord that Fortnite didn't jack it <laughs> like they did other every other dance under the sun.
1: Oh, oh my god!
0: Default dance,
1: gritty. Probably for if if there's an it's a Wonderful Life uh, anniversary thing for Fortnite, they're definitely gonna use the dance. Oh, here we oh!
3: go. <laughs> oh! Wait, that's like... Wait, I, uh, like it, it's.
1: it's I, cool. I, I love this scene so much. That's yeah, so crazy. Um. Oh my god, they're so cool. I, I, <laughs> you didn't expect this to happen in a Christmas movie from 1946. <laughs> I just perked for some and, reason. Uh, <laughs> and and, I, and away was, they go.
0: And this was filmed at Beverly Hills High School Swim Gym. It was built in 1939. And it has th- Yeah, that's and, a
1: basketball And this takes court place in the and... 1920s. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, artistic license.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this honestly looks so fun. Yeah. This is... all pr- I think you know all high the... school dances should be like this.
0: Yes um yeah Do you if know only, who the if only everybody oh. had a sw- if only every school had a swim gym
1: <laughs> You going to say Do
2: you know something about the... you know who the person that started it was Who
1: uh it was like the
2: the pool thing
1: I think it was the bully guy I don't know I'm
2: yeah, it was like he was jealous. He wanted to dance with the girl, but but do you know the actor is is one of the kids from the Little Rascals?
1: Ooh. Oh, no kidding! What? I guess he still hasn't he still hasn't stopped his little Rascaling days, has he? Hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, my knowledge of the Little Rascals is uh, mostly limited to the 1994 movie.
1: I know uh, that was. My parents loved that show, apparently, and when it was on Disney Channel in sometime in 2014, they were like, Oh my gosh, we gotta record this, you gotta see this. I only lasted 30 minutes before I got bored.
0: Mm. I, uh, I, yeah, one of my clearest memories is when, like, two of the kids uh, danced into a, were in a like a Nutcracker dance. Uh, it was uh, Waltz of the Flowers.
1: Hmm. Fitting, and- since this is Christmas
0: yeah and uh another little fun little fact the shrine auditorium in l a was once used for college basketball, and they would have like the floor on the stage and the same with at Texas Hall at University of Texas in Arlington, and like they would have the floor on the stage, but then like balls would go on the edge of the stage when they bounced out of bounds and then they decided to hmm. uh build a dedicated basketball arena.
1: Uh, back on Little Rascals. Um, I I didn't get to this point in the movie because, like, like I told y'all, I checked out. But uh, apparently, I missed the very infamous Donald Trump cameo. Uh,
0: what?
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. Donald Trump makes a cameo in the Little Rascals movie for no reason at all. Apparently, yeah, he's what's... one of the dad's kids or something.
0: Kid, the, one of the kids' dads. Um, you messed up. You fell off.
1: Yeah, and this... <laughs> and this was the year before he announced his presidency, so...
0: Yeah, that's weird.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, it radiates the same energy as down the hall to the left.
0: Yeah, like, um... Wait, <laughs> hey, reminds... Uh, actually... Which we- also
1: reminds me, uh, they're, they're doing Home Alone 2, lost, on, lost in New York, on Disney Channel this year, um... <laughs> Who wants to bet that they're going to edit the Donald Trump cameo out? <laughs> I yeah, don't know. Uh, they
0: edited, well. they re- edited a Trump reference from uh, one of the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies uh, some years ago. Oh, that,
1: yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, I I noticed that. The only reason I did notice that was because I I remembered it from the nostalgia critic review. Like they made a reference to the Donald, then you're fired, but in now in Disney Channel they they removed the in the words of the Donald uh, part and it just had you're fired. Which is weird because there's a Jesse episode where they there are two Jesse episodes where they name drop Donald Trump and they didn't edit those out. Not at all. That's um, well, because it's New York.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe they won't edit the um, edit the scene out and uh,
1: will can all. I mean, Donald Trump was convicted. He got his mug shot. There's no way they're gonna show someone on the Disney Channel who is convicted of a heinous crime and has a mugshot.
0: I once saw, like, an edit. It was like, excuse me, where do you get to the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. And each line was, like, and, like, both of the lines were, like, a slideshow. It was, like, Macaulay Culkin. It was his, like, it was his mugshot. (laughs) It was Donald Trump's mugshot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I also saw another video where they reported someone, like, they photoshopped Donald Trump out of the scene and replaced him with Freddy Fazbear.
0: <laughs> hmm. Oh my god! Freddy Fazbear appearing in things will never not be funny.
1: Let me see. It. Wait. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> Freddy Fazbear, Home Alone Two. <laughs> um, I, I... Oh my god! It's so it's so queen, guys. This is. I honestly think that there's a they, there's a bigger chance they'll show the Freddy Fazbear cut of Home Alone 2 on Disney Channel in, instead of the Donald Trump one.
0: Have you ever seen Top 5 Freddy Fazbear? And, um, it's just a countdown of, like, Top 5 Freddy Fazbear, and it's like, it's just a reference to this meme of this guy going, Hey, is that Freddy Fazbear? Oh, yeah, I think I name-dropped it in last episode. And is that Freddy
1: free Fazbear? birds! Yes,
0: yeah. is that Freddy Fazbear?
1: You talked about it in the episode about the movie where they go back in time to the first Thanksgiving to get turkeys off the menu. That's right! That's they right. go back in time to the first Thanksgiving to get turkeys off the menu.
0: Yup. So, um, is speaking of movies, I forget what
2: happens in this scene.
0: Speaking of movies that we attend this year, I feel like um, I feel like doing a bonus episode. I think we're gonna do a bonus episode uh, later this month about um, the National Film Registry inductees and the uh, the movies on the this year's blacklist when they get announced, like later this week presumably.
1: Mm, nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, you remember um, what the blacklist is?
1: Yeah, it's like uh, scripts the most that like, the most like are in the, dom- they're in the domain but they're, un- they're unpublished and they're not greenlit.
0: Um, some of them are greenlit but they're not doing, but they didn't go into production during the calendar year and uh, May-December, hmm. which is uh, lighting up letting Netflix ablaze right now is um is was on the blacklist a couple of years ago. Wanna, hey Paul, you want to read about um you want to hear about some uh, movies that got on last year's list?
2: Sure.
0: I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna open up the
1: um. Open it. Quite yeah. uh, it, they're they're quite interesting. Yeah. I forgot what they are, but I'm pretty sure they're interesting.
0: Perhaps this'll you
2: put
1: refresh, those up. There.
0: Refresh your memory. The top script with twenty five likes was called Pure. Obsessed with food purity, Hannah's trip to her sister's destination wedding descends into madness when she contracts a mysterious foodborne illness that threatens to destroy her from within. Hmm. It would be so funny. So she
1: just got it so she just got food poisoning.
0: Um, I don't know. It would be so funny if this was like, if this was like like a stealth Fantastic Voyage remake. Hmm.
1: Fantastic Voyage. Pizza I'm trying to picture with the
0: Pizza Girl. An eighteen-year-old pregnant pizza delivery girl falls into an obsession with a stay-at-home mother who's new to the neighborhood.
3: Hmm. Eh.
0: Uh, this guy. Gonna... Beechwood, shunned by elite societies, a member of the gig economy, a sociopathic dog walker infiltrates an exclusive L.A. community with designs of reaching the top of the neighborhood's social ladder. Uh, not super interesting, but uh, to, you know, more interesting ones. Uh, oh, this one's called Madden. After being forced into retirement by the Oakland Raiders, fiery former NFL head coach John Madden teams up with a mild-mannered Harvard programmer to rewrite a fading legacy by building the world's first football video game based on a true story. If like mm. uh, that's actually being made with uh, and uh, apparently Will Ferrell is playing John Madden. If they mm. make this, they better have uh. Scott the Waz do a cameo. Because he <laughs> loves Madden
1: No Eight. As... Can I can I say, can I actually say this one because it kind of connects to the last episode we did on Rock of Ages, uh, Killer Instinct. After a Hollywood assistant is publicly fired for admitting conference that he'd love to kill his boss, he finds his boss dead in the next morning and goes on. I can't. I the the synopsis doesn't continue, but I'm just gonna say it ends with an adventure.
0: <laughs> Yo.
1: Uh, this one's cool though. See how they run. A blind mother moves into a remote farm house with her young daughter, but the mystery of the home's previous inhabitants intrude upon her attempts to repair the f- relationship. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, you, you can bas- Can you basically submit any script of yours into the blacklist or does it have to be chosen?
0: Um like uh they're um so they have to be submitted to the website and uh if if you it, if it- if it gets uh, on the list uh apparently the people that have their scripts chosen um find themselves more likely to get chosen for other jobs um like Wait, can um, i let me just uh,
1: you, you finish your you finish your thing and there's something i'm going to say
0: let me see there's uh let me just find one more cool script uh on while the you're, list. well you're while you're doing
1: that uh Right now, on the movie, we're seeing a, a staple of all of Frank Capra's movies, Jimmy the Crow, which is a crow named Jimmy, which has appeared on most of, if not every, Frank, Frank Capra production in the late '30s and '40s. Oh, I get and it. I, and Jim I also, crow. I honestly, I get
2: it.
1: oh, that it's that Jimmy. is that is that's not that's not nearly as uh, endearing or fun. I okay. think I think a, I think a, a more common nickname actually is Jimmy the Raven. So.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, ravens are cool. I mean, I I love Jimmy the Raven. Jimmy the Crow sucks. Jimmy the Raven rocks.
0: Okay, hey, like another... he's Raven. That's a so Raven. <laughs> okay, so here's an interesting movie. Um. Mega action hit! After Hollywood's leading action star hits his head on side and wakes up thinking he's a real-life action hero, he marks on an international mission to track down a real stolen nuke before it's too late. Oh, that Sounds one. like
1: Last Action Hero.
0: Yeah,
2: no, this is Last Action Hero is like the kid goes into the movie and brings the action hero out of the movie. This one's like he bumped his head and thinks he's an action hero. This is mm. a this is more like the plot of this... when. When uh, Shaggy got hypnotized into thinking he was cool,
1: it's like it's like that. It's like Teen Beach Two when Tanner and Layla go into the real world.
2: This is—he thinks he's an action hero, and everyone's like, "No, you're not an action hero." And then it turns out he's actually stopping a nuclear
1: bomb. <laughs> Man, <laughs> okay, let me just... I'm just thinking about Teen Beach Two now because this is. There's this honestly dope music number where uh, Mac and Brady have to tell Tanner and Layla that they are in a movie and that their lives are worthless because every every part of their life has to repeat over and over again for such is the nature of a movie.
0: Mm. Uh, it's like so basically Groundhog Day.
1: Kinda, yeah. Like when <laughs> everyone has to just relive the movie. For like the rest of their lives, apparently, like they'll just two continuously endless cycles of the movie. Like the when the when the movie ends, they'll go to sleep, and when they wake up, they'll be right back at the start of the movie. But they won't forget their experiences. They are well aware of the hell they're living in. And uh, Layla now knowing about Mac and Brady and how they changed her life, she, she wants. She wants something to change, so she she and Tanner go to the real world to see Mac and Brady again, and it's honestly a mid sequel. It, it pales in comparison to Teen Beach Movie, but the dots are interesting.
2: I was kind of confused hey by the ending. Huh? What, I was
1: up? I was so confused by the ending. Yeah.
0: Hey, uh, sorry. I uh, we are indeed going over to dinner, so I do have to head out. So um, I'm really sorry uh, about that. Okay. It's, it's That's okay. Right.
1: Uh, well, one one of these days you'll see it's a wonderful life in full, and you'll see that it truly is a wonderful life.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, it was nice talking with you guys. Yeah, you weren't there much in the episode, but it was nice to have you anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. You, not- at least we can say you were here for uh, over a quarter of the episode.
2: Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. This is the trash can scene. See, look, he's... Ooh. See, he's uh, talking with them. He's obviously drunk.
1: Yep. Like, where's my where's hat? The tr- oh, there it is. So where's the and trash can?
2: As he, so as he walks off, what happened was that while they were filming it, one of the backstage people had a, had accidentally dropped a bunch of props, and it made a big clinging sound. And it sounded like he had that the guy had bumped into a bunch of trash cans and fell over. And so <laughs> when the big clang happens, he improvised the line, I'm fine. And then he keeps walking. Ah. <laughs> and so
3: yeah, I'll, when... I'll see
0: you guys. Hey, All right.
1: See you later. See, so, see you, Riley.
3: Right. Bye. Bye,
0: guys. Okay. So Andrew and Paul, Um, so a lot of movies are made... Uh... After getting on the blacklist. That's right, a lot
1: of movies are made. Good job.
0: Yeah, um, so Air was on a blacklist a while back. Um, That movie about the creation of the Air Jordan. Mm. See if you can recognize these movies. King Richard, Promising Young Uh. Mm
3: Woman.
0: The Menu.
2: That's right, Mm. The Menu.
0: (laughs) Don't worry, Mm. darling. Uh...
1: Uh, Might ring a bell. I don't know. Probably no. Yeah.
2: No, I know it. That's uh, it. Sucks. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it in full.
1: <laughs> it just—it's just hearsay.
2: It's just—I know. Like you see the trailer and you just know what the movie's about.
1: <laughs> just like uh, Pinocchio, a true story. I—I I feel like I've seen the entire movie. Yeah. I very much I I feel like I know Pinocchio inside and out after hearing his dramatic monologues in the Pinocchio a True Story trailer brought to us by the incomparable amazing actor. Is Polly is his Shore. name Paul? Polly pa- Shore Polly Shore, yeah. That
0: Polly reminds Shore. me of like uh he was, uh uh I recently looked up Casper Spirited Beginning and Hal made a review saying uh, this is the worst uh, goofy movie reunion ever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. Who knew that Pauly Shore would take his career from Biodome to Pinocchio. A true story. And you know it's a true story because they said so. It has to be true. It's like when they told me Michael Jordan was a cheerleader. It just has to be true. I was told it. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like,
0: uh, like... (laughs) Hop-Pop being in Casper's Spirited Beginning and, uh, along with Pauly Shore and also Chuck McGillis in the movie? (laughs) That's so weird.
1: In the Casper movie?
0: In Casper's Spirited Beginning.
1: (laughs) Casper's Spirited Beginning, which would imply the the moment casper the friendly ghost becomes a ghost this implies that we're going to see child death in the movie
0: no uh no it just begins with him on the pl- on the afterlife train and just fretting like why is this happening and uh yeah th- hmm. For more
1: we should have a casper lore movie it'll be the gr- it'll be the greatest entry into the casper cinematic universe yet
0: um, so, the scene is um, kind of funny. So yeah, there, yeah, there was a. Uh, for more, just check out Kedakris's video. Hmm.
1: Will do. <laughs> I I can't believe that there's a movie with <laughs> Chuck McGill and Hot Pop in in the same movie. <laughs>
0: And it would be so funny if, like, Hop-Hop chopped off Chuck McGill's arm screaming, Eat the rich!
1: <laughs> <laughs> now I just... I'm just picturing that. this would, That would honestly be what, what would happen if Better Call Saul and Amphibia did a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> Man. It is a wonderful life, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's a wonderful life, bitch. I'm just I'm I'm just looking at the
1: goofy movie. You've already, already said that at the start.
0: And on the open road walked so another day of sun from Lalot La Land could run.
1: Wait, what are you telling me? Rodney Dangerfield's in the Casper Spirited Beginning movie. <laughs> And James Earl Jones? What the heck?
0: Yeah, they they went really hard. They went really hard with the casting for this direct-to-video prequel.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! And <laughs> I thought this was animated, but no. There's like a there's like a little kid on the poster. This is a live-action animated crossover yeah. for no reason. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Wait, why is Sherman Helmsley in this Hemsley in this movie?
1: Yeah. And of course there's the man himself. Polly Shore.
0: <laughs> Snivel, I will demiss you.
1: And I, I only saw the first Casper movie, but I was not really inspired. There's uh, Christina Ricci and Bill Pullman, I-, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't really seen a lot of Bill Pullman works either. Uh, but you know who was in it? Uh, Eric Idle. Woo! <laughs> As is Brad Garrett. <laughs> um, Let's see here.
0: Wait, Brad Garrett? Wait, I think Brad Garrett was also on Amphibia.
1: Oh yeah, he was someone. Somewhat...
0: He was like the he was like uh, the but, guy from um,
1: the Frogman. Yeah, he was so- the, he was the doctor he was the doctor he was he was the doctor octopus ripoff. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I think everyone knows the the Dan Aykroyd cameo in Casper.
0: Yeah, Dan Aykroyd jump scare.
1: Rodney Dangerfield is also in the Casper movie, but he's also in the prequel movie as a completely different character.
0: (laughs) That reads the Uh, same energy as Jonathan Winters playing three different guys in the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie.
3: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) As are Clint Eastwood and uh, the uh, spawn of Satan himself, Mel Gibson.
2: (laughs) There's a lot of people. Everybody's A lot of people in this
1: and since we're and another spinal another spinal tap alum, Ray, Harry Shiver, plays radio announcer, and Bill Farmer's also in the Casper movie as in the highly coveted role as Batso's burping. So that's <laughs> that's right. He gets to burp for Brad Garrett's character.
3: What? <laughs> How is this?
0: This isn't real. What was that? Uh, never mind. Uh, never mind. Uh, uh, I, I just said this. How is it not real? Like, that race is the same. I feel like. Oh, hey the guys! Being the <laughs> Look at this scene. Double for Kylie This, this gives
2: guys this give me chills every time. Look at this.
0: Smash Look at record. that!
1: Oh my my my! She just smashed the record. Like what the the fuck? That heartless Yeah, o- I know, right? Mm.
2: <laughs> but I I get it. Like, slay the guy. I got. Mean, she
1: she hates him. She she hates him, but that's no reason to just like. <clears throat> I hate music.
0: She turned into yeah. um, Abuela from Coco. He's being a jerk
2: anyway.
3: He's being <laughs> honest. T- she has become Abuela yeah. from Coco. If I no music, I wish
1: I could jump into the. I wish I could jump into the music and snatch that record out of her hands before she could smash it, and then I'll come back here and take it for myself. Man. She but she has it's, no respect for the art of vinyl collecting. Shake my head, my head.
0: She's I mean, at least the song could have could very well have been I love bananas because they have no bones. Yep, that's an actual song that exists.
1: I know. Did it was is it like a novelty song from the 20s? Uh
0: I think in the 30s actually. Uh, I was off
1: my own. Well, that car. tracks because of... this this portion does take place in the 30s, so... <laughs> yeah. I
2: also know of the Shaving Cream song.
1: Ah, the shaving, the shaving Cream, cream song. song? So there was shaving scene... Cream, Shaving Cream. I sure do love my shaving cream. It tastes <laughs> nope. like oh, bananas. This... Yeah, this
0: scene... Nope. Okay, nope. so this Completely scene, wrong. I remember... I, I have a s- I have something in my collection called, like... You know those I love the X the decade specials. There was one for holidays called I Love the Holidays. Somebody was talking about It's a Wonderful Life. There there was a segment, a whole segment about It's a Wonderful Life, and uh, some lady I forget who it was um was like um and she was like i I I like this scene always stuck with me because like the way he was sniffs, way he was smelling her hair, and it was uh, I I love somebody to smell my hair like that. Uh, I don't, It's probably on, in online.
1: Um. We haven't even talked about the other Casper movie in the Casper trilogy. Casper meets Wendy. Are we gonna
0: go over? Hilary uh, Duff as Wendy.
1: We're gonna... And, uh, we also have, uh, Shelley Duvall in this movie. Queen. Yo. We've got George Hamilton. Uh... Bill Farmer's back at it again in Casper Meets Wendy. And as is Jess Harnell and Michael McDonald.
0: What? As in, like, oh my... Yacht
1: Rock Michael McDonald.
0: Like, uh, like I think I saw a video of Michael McDonald at, okay. during a Largo set. I don't remember who it was. It was probably, like, one of those Judd Apatow and Friends Okay,
1: Okay, uh, this is not the... Guys, this isn't this isn't this 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 isn't the same Michael McDonald. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry for getting your hopes up that we actually had someone somewhat uh, of musical uh, talent in oops. the Casper movie. Oopsie. So it but was, yeah, it, it was, was it, also in this movie as the Oracle. Yeah. Also, I'm I've watched uh two out of 46 movies Pauly Shore is in, which means I have watched 4% of his filmography, which scares me. And guess what those two movies are? What? That's right. It's a, it's a goofy movie and an extremely goofy movie.
2: <laughs> oh, naturally.
0: I've seen... I- I've logged yeah. 19% of John C. Pauly's filmography. I would be... <clears throat>
1: I would be very concerned for anyone if they watched more Polly Shore movies than the Goofy movies.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't know what other movies he was in, so I couldn't say.
3: Yeah, man. So I love the Hollywood. I haven't really-
1: I haven't seen a Goofy movie in years, and yet I I feel like I know it.
0: I own it, and uh, I probably. See- watched a little bit of it as a kid but uh, never really um mm-hmm. indulged in it
2: Oh this actually I love how the...
1: Poly- I love how it says here Polly Shore wasn't even credited for a goofy movie and yet everyone else was huh. That means they were so embarrassed to have Polly Shore in their movie <laughs>
0: And I he remember was just like, I remember this scene. When this, can is, I leave this is one, to one of the only big I do, got the whole world to see
1: I have I got the whole world to see
2: <laughs> I forget exactly oh why the the bank is run in this scene I just know that it it is being run
0: uh, I mean at hmm. least this run. isn't um, at, at least this isn't like the Muppet Christmas movie where like Fozzie um loses the money um because um yeah you know, he has to get the money because he ends up running through a bunch of laser beams for some reason it is like safeguarded by lasers.
1: <laughs> well, there's when I said said Ozzie, I immediately thought that. of Oz- Ozzie Osbourne.
0: Um yeah, <laughs> I said Fozzie,
1: and I was like. <laughs> Ozzy, Fozzy, easily distinguishable. Fozzy. It's it's the Raven. We all love the Raven.
0: It's him! Yo! Yo, Jimmy!
1: (laughs) Man. It's a wonderful Raven. That was a sick (laughs) jump. (laughs)
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't remember why the run happens, but they had to close. But apparently, they don't have enough money to. To the give back to the people.
1: I think I found error, so the answer to that question. Uh, it's a little thing that happened. I don't know what you call it. I think it's the Great Depression.
0: <laughs> the Great Depression. Uh, I yeah. do know. Th- oh, Since I'm I listening
2: it- to this without audio and I haven't seen this in a while, I'm only going off of visual <laughs> clues. I don't.
1: I don't. I love remember- how Herbert Hoover's picture is there as like he's Satan or something.
0: Yeah, um speaking um, of just the good... lingering Yeah, speaking it's
1: of the lingering face of evil everywhere.
0: Uh speaking of the depression, I remember reading some time ago that the tradition of leaving cookies and milk for Santa originated during the depression cuz like people wanted um to um so to teach people the value of generosity. If you Santa, if you give if you give you get you know, like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: just give him something. Funny, what, what do you
1: know? That's nice. Yeah. So cute. And, uh... I do think, though, that uh, with with where with where Santa Claus was economically standing in the nineteen thirties, I do not think he was affected by the depression at all. He was living high and dry.
2: <laughs> this guy.
0: Oh yeah, I.
1: No, Santa Claus. <laughs> Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm. Um,
0: speaking of which, I watched the movie Klaus on Netflix. Oh my god, it's so good.
1: I, I'm also remembering a, a, a Jacks Films "Royalty Free Christmas" song, where he's. Where, there's multiple. Like, there's one. There's one where Jack's singing about how much Santa hates the poor, and another one where mm-hmm. Santa apologizes for skipping the poor and admits <laughs> that they should get jobs if, he wants, if they want their christmas presents you
0: can't just tell homeless people to get a job it's not that easy <laughs>
1: the, then there's that then there's, there's his apology, apo- video. apology video. i'm sorry for yelling at a bunch of homeless people to go home <laughs> the goal of my content is always to entertain <laughs> and i don't know why
0: uh, but like there's uh, another thing this week um For no reason at all, the Phineas and Ferb song, Shot in the Butt with a Dart, entered my head at a Christmas craft fair in my, uh... Oh, is that the
1: one where Dr. Doofenshmirtz looks like an orangutan, so he was shot in the butt with a dart?
0: Yeah, so the context (laughs) is that, like, Candace had, like... kind of grew a lot of hair and then it got cut off and it stuck to doof and schmerz and people mistook <laughs> him for an orangutan and shot him in the butt with a dart and then he was in this um freaking like a a a little um they, a, a orangutan they, they, for sure they
1: took him to the rain for, yeah they took him to a rainforest he sang a song and then he got shot again
2: uh-huh. no it's it was a- he got shot in the butt with a dart and then he was going to go and then he was gonna pass out uh, in 17 seconds.
0: Yes, and it was actually 17 seconds after he said <laughs> that.
1: Man, there's, there's if a... there's one thing that makes for good, for good, clever songwriting, it's punctuality. You gotta time your beats out like that. Man, I, I wonder know... if George Bailey is telling them over there that it's a wonderful life.
2: He's actually telling them that, that uh, See the bad business guy in the wheelchair. He, because he's got all the money. He's saying, "I'm willing to pay fifty cents on the dollar for everybody's savings because you don't have it." And he's telling them, "Don't you understand that if, if he controls all the money, then he controls the town, and we can't let that happen."
0: Where's and Hop so the Hop? only
2: way for them to.
0: Where's Hop Hop? And you so the
2: only way.
3: <laughs>
1: She's he's trying to talk at. about the plot and you're just like where's Hop Hop?
0: I don't know, Hop Hop when you need him. Whenever Hop Hop's on the screen, all the other characters should be asking where's Hop Hop?
2: And so the only way that they were able to to solve the situation is by using their own honeymoon money.
1: Hmm. Yeah, where's Hop Hop?
2: <laughs> give The greedy guy, all his savings, whatever Uh, he has, um, and to everyone else, they get the $20 minimum for the week.
0: Actually, Mayor Hmm. Totsil should show up, because he's kind of, I don't know, I kind of think it's fitting.
1: Honestly, yeah. Also, um, he's actually, since the volume's down, uh, he's actually telling them to look for the Gummy Bear album in stores on November 13th with lots of music videos and extras.
2: Yeah, that's what she says. <laughs> See? You can tell by the way you kissed yep.
0: her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we should all look for the Gummy Bear album on November 13th with lots of music, videos, and extras.
2: <laughs> and they got Man, $2. Is...
0: Which isn't a lot by modern standards. Uh, well actually it is a lot because inflation exists inflation is a thing but yeah
1: well it's better than having a negative $12 bill
0: oh my god it's
2: less than worthless my boy
0: (laughs) I just remembered that
1: (laughs) I'm I honestly would love to see a movie, where uh, a, a movie one of these days that takes place during the presidency of Quentin Trembley. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Sir Lord Quentin Trembley III, Esquire.
0: That would be that would make an interesting little work.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it could just be a, a regular. Uh, Regular ass historical biopic drama, but then someone's like someone just casually names drops President Trembley, and like no one's gonna get it unless they know their Gravity Falls lore.
0: Yeah, Um yeah. I, I, I'm thinking of i was I was thinking of doing some like kind of short. Uh, it would be cute to do a historical short and like uh, and just mention mention President Trembley. <laughs> and no one would yeah. get enlisted. They knew Grammy falls. Lore.
1: Yeah. My favorite, my favorite quote from the uh, from the deceased president is, "The only thing we have to fear is gigantic man-eating spiders." <laughs> he was ahead of his time, honestly. He
3: yeah.
1: okay.
2: predated it.
3: Mm-hmm
0: yeah um so only the second mm-hmm. half of this movie uh takes place during christmas as i inferred earlier but i mean but die hard is as you inferred in
1: my person- letterboxd review
0: yeah um yeah yeah when i read it um so um yeah god yeah there was actually a debate um, as to whether or not Die Hard qualified. Um, I mean, It's a Wonderful Life is set more on Christmas than White Christmas, which only has like the beginning and end on Christmas. It even and uh...
1: the rest of it takes place on Easter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this isn't even. A... This is barely even a Christmas movie. I want my money back. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Die Hard um it takes place all entirely on Christmas, and uh, it also North has December, four Christmas least. songs as opposed to White Christmases too. And one of those two yeah,
1: Christmas I mean, this, songs this, is this, a winter song. You, you know, the Christmas same thing could white. be same. The same thing could be said about Gremlins. It takes place around Christmas, but like, that's not the main there's subject a story of about, the movie.
2: There's a story about how the little girl killed Santa.
0: And then she became oh, and, yeah. and, and by the Santa Claus's logic she'd have to become Santa.
1: There's also an, there's another joke in that Jack's Films apology video where the final one is like I'm sorry for killing Santa Claus in a cor- so I could become the next Santa Claus in accordance with the Santa Claus.
3: Um
1: <laughs> the goal of my content is always to entertain. Yeah, <laughs> I want
0: yeah, I oh wow. Just a couple of days ago, I got in an, I was in a, uh, a lengthy discussion about whether about like, the about whether or not River qualified as a Christmas song. I mean, it's set on Christmas, but it's a nice way to show that like, not all Christmas isn't a jolly time for everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, my favorite. There's thing-
1: also debate on. There's 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 also debate on whether. Uh, Fairy Tale of New York is considered a Christmas song because it's about a, it's a it takes place in Christmas, but it's about a couple's failing relationship. R.I.P. Shane McGowan.
0: Yes, rest in peace. And uh, there's also like uh, my favorite things became a Christmas song by association. Uh, I think I think because of Jack Jones and partially because of Jack Jones putting it on his Christmas album for some reason. And partially it it, it
1: mentions a lot of it mentions a lot of stuff that could be qualified as gifts i think that's the reason why people consider it like a christmas song even if it wasn't made with christmas in mind
0: yeah and there's also like there's also um the fact that the sound of music the movie would be shown a lot on christmas
1: yeah also there's the the John Coltrane cover of My Favorite Things. I believe it's John Coltrane.
0: Yes, it is John Coltrane.
1: Nice. I mean, I'm a saxophonist. He's a saxophonist. I should know my saxophone god lore. Yo. Also, 10 years ago, oh. I ble- I think this was 10 this was 10 years ago, I saw a uh, the The uh, Sound of Music uh, live Fox version with Carrie Underwood as uh, Maria von. The, Trapp. W- what the the lead girl's name? Yes. no, not not the von Trapp, the von Trapp kids, but the 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 the, the, the nun.
0: Yes, Mar- she was Maria von Trapp.
1: Oh. Uh, Maria. So she yeah. was Maria. Because she married
2: uh, at the end. That's right.
1: Yeah. Hmm. But those kid, those aren't her children, though, right?
0: I mean, they're not her kids, but they, they, her stepkids, her they, eventual yeah. stepkids, because she marries, uh, the, marries into She marries dad. into
1: it. Yeah,
2: it's the story. And
1: just, just like the Little Rascals movie, I, I was just disinterested with the Sound of Music live version because my parents told me that there were Nazis in the production and that there was, there could be Hitler in it too, and I was just picturing. Uh, Maria getting into a fist fight with Adolf Hitler to get the kids, <laughs> the been... kids to escape.
0: All, well, the lost alternate ending that we didn't expect.
1: <laughs> alternate universe with where the stand-up music ends with Adolf Hitler going toe-to-toe with Maria von Trapp. <laughs> and losing because actually, he's uh... a weak-ass man. It
2: was actually an episode of Victorious. No, it's nothing to do with Hitler. There was an episode of Victorious that referenced the sound of music where Hmm. they all went to jail in a foreign country and they performed I Want You Back and after the performance that's like please give a warm warm congratulations to the performers and then they don't come out where are they?
3: They've they
0: escaped.
1: Gone. <laughs> um. Yeah, Ama- amazing. I remember there was an um,
0: Animaniacs episode that featured a parody of Maria von Trapp, and, and all all she that. did was and, and all she did was annoy the shit out of the uh, of all the Warners.
1: <laughs> Usually, it's the other way around. Usually, the Warners are annoying everyone, but this this one is this is different. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yep. and and she and for some reason she pulled out a Margaret Keene picture. <laughs> uh, I don't
1: know who that is, but
0: <laughs> she was like a painter, um, who um painted a lot of pictures of like girls with like giant eyes and uh her husband... Oh, like an
1: anime eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um and then her husband or like, like big took, her husband took credit uh, is, for yeah, the isn't she
1: like the subject of that Tim Burton movie?
0: Yes. Big eyes. And uh she was played by Amy Adams, and the real, <laughs> the real Margaret Keane actually has a cameo as a lady sitting on a bench.
1: Uh, that's that's honestly kind of cool. I love it when uh, when the historical figures get to cameo in movies about their lives.
0: Um, like uh, like
2: Aaron, uh, when
0: Aaron Brokovich, like, uh, the um, Pursuit
2: of Happiness, at the very end uh Will Smith is walking with his kid and and the real like figure walks past the camera
0: Yeah hmm. the real guy Yeah uh, and uh I'm also That's a, a, like, that's yeah. also
1: kind of essentially what all the Stan Lee cameos are it's like the 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 man the creator like t- tipping not in his hat
0: Yeah the same like Aaron Brokovich um when like there's a scene where she meets a waitress and uh and she's played by the actual Aaron Brokovich and her name tag reads Julia cuz Julia Roberts played like mm. car- Aaron Brokovich in the movie
1: and that's that's cool yeah i can't really think of any other instances but that that's that's cool that should be something that people should look more into like famous mm-hmm. figures starring in movies about themselves yeah, and uh I don't I don't I don't think Weird Al was in that Weird Al movie with Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al.
0: Hmm. There's like some like secret little I love when people things have like cameos like from other things and other people. Um so um like in the Blues Brothers, uh call back to one of our first episodes, uh Steven Spielberg, uh, I regret not finding this out earlier. He plays the Cook County small claims clerk, and uh, he returned the favor to Dan Aykroyd by giving him a cameo in uh, *Temple of Doom* as the English ticket agent at the airport.
1: Hmm. Wait, does, I'm I'm also remembering. Didn't like uh, Frank Oz have a cameo at the beginning of the movie?
0: Yes, that's him. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. You see, I know stuff.
0: Yeah, and uh, when Harry met Sally, uh, uh, Rob Reiner's mom is the lady that says, I'll have what she's I'll having.
1: I'll have what she's having. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah, and... And, and similarly, in, in Goodfellas, uh, Martin Scorsese's mom plays uh, Ray Liotta's character's mom. Hmm. Oh,
0: um... Reservoir Dogs. Uh, that, is, um, scene... that is cinema. That is cinema. Reservoir Dogs. The scene where Tim Roth shoots a woman. Uh, the woman was his dialogue coach, and she, apparently she made it every everything difficult for him. And uh, he put her in a role so he could kill her. Yeah, no, shoot her. I
3: Damn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that is cold blooded. Yeah. But I'm. What else to am I supposed to expect out of an Australian? Man. Australians are weird. Um. Yeah, the Australians are weird. Uh, they gave us a lot of weird stuff. Uh, kangaroos are awesome, but they're weird. They're nothing like any other animal on this earth. Neither are koalas or Tasmanian devils. But you know what? You know what? You know what Australia did give us? It gave us. It gave us the the Wiggles and Bluey. That's what it gave us. That's the only things it gave us. Yeah. Man, in terms of music, it also gave us uh, AC/DC and Nick Cave. So,
0: hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, some other stuff, Wes Craven is a janitor in Scream wearing a Freddy Krueger sweater.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then there's also uh. This isn't really a cameo. It's a it's a more of a supporting role. But uh, Tarantino is in Pulp Fiction as Jimmy. It was supposed to be Steve Buscemi, but he was too busy. So Tarantino, who knew the role from heart, and probably just wanted to say the n-word a lot, decided to take the role himself. <laughs> Actually, I just got reminded of a of a of a tweet from like five years ago where like there was like a guy who was like i want to watch pulp fiction with my child but i i'm concerned about all the swears in the movie so i'm gonna i'm gonna dub over them all and then there was there was like a clip of the scene with jimmy where he keeps like saying dead n-word storage but he replaces the n-word with person so like he's saying dead person storage
3: <laughs>
1: It's I, I think it's funny yeah. And uh, it's a wonderful life
0: <laughs> Okay. He was just Rant
2: offered just... a $20,000 a year position And he turned okay. it down because he's the devil
0: Rant, And mm. uh, also in E.T. Harrison Ford is the biology teacher And uh, her, at, at the time his wife was Melissa Matheson um, hmm. And it, hmm. he, like, he's the... I did
1: not know that <laughs>
0: Yeah, like because c- you don't see his do yeah. back is to the camera.
1: Man,
2: we're talking about Hook. Um,
1: I guess so.
0: No, I was talking about E.T.
2: Oh, oh, okay, right. I knew that there yeah. was a George Lucas cameo in Hook. Yeah, mm.
0: Schaeferilla's uh, mentioned sp- it in uh, his Spielberg ranking. Uh, George Lucas and Carrie Fisher apparently play a couple making out on a bridge.
1: And one of Hook's uh, pirate crewmates is none other than James William Buffett. He Buffs! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Yo!
0: Know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and, that... and he also, James mentioned, uh, Jim, Jim James from Schaeferilla's uh mentioned that, uh, like, Maybe the plot plot would have been resolved if they all went to every Margaritaville in the country and Canada. Yep.
1: Man. Also, and since we're on we're on Steven Spielberg, uh, his wife Kate Capshaw is uh, the is, is Willie in Temple of Doom, and they're they're still married to this day, and true love is real. Ah,
3: cute.
0: Huh. And, uh, since it's Christmas, um, uh, in, in the, if you ever watch, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, 2000, um, uh, there's a scene w- where the Grinch has a, he's wearing this hat directing his dog, Max, and, uh, he apparently, um and that is actually Rod Howard, Ron Howard's favorite hat and like the legend is that he stole it and ad-libbed an imitation of Ron Howard so like <laughs> it was like
3: hmm. yeah
2: so should I explain what's happening in this scene since you can't hear it
1: yeah uh, go ahead
2: so uh the very basic basis is that uh, remember at the beginning when when uh, the the boy fell in the water and the main character saved him yeah. that was his yeah. brother yep and he went on to become a hero he became he was a U.S. Navy fighter pilot and he saved a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. by preventing a kamikaze attack on the troop transport. Was awarded the Medal of Honor.
1: Mm. Mm. This is honestly a really good montage scene. Yeah, and, and meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, George's life isn't doing so hot.
2: It's actually going a little bit better now. He's still on the edge, but he's doing a little bit. He's doing okay.
1: Yeah, that's good. I mean, we're almost we're we're over halfway into the movie. We should. Be getting to his uh, point of no return thing soon. No, uh, what,
0: what, but, but, but before we yeah. do one more uh random little Easter egg, um, at there's one scene in Monsters Inc where somebody reaches for a knob on the control panel and you'll you'll see like a series of ten numbers, and mm. you wanna know what the what it is? Pixar doxing their phone number.
3: Damn.
0: They secretly <laughs> doxed I'm it. I'm pretty
1: sure. I'm pretty sure you can find uh, the Pixar's phone number in the papers or something. I don't think you need a, a movie to figure that out.
0: I mean, but they, they, they just kind of snuck it in there as a little Easter egg.
1: Yeah. Is it really doxing if they want you to know?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Doxing themselves.
1: <laughs> On purpose. So that's not doxing.
2: I feel like one of the numbers might have been somebody's birthday. Oh, here's a here's know. one of the most
1: famous uh, errors in film history. So George George is coming into work. He's puts down the newspapers and he he puts down the wreath and it's back oh, in yeah. his arm. continuity errors win. <laughs> That's yeah, I, um... I love that scene. <laughs> yeah,
0: continuity errors are um, interesting to know, but and. I remember, like, a year or two ago... um, I I don't remember how long ago it was, but my dad kind of called me in when Christmas Vacation was on TV, and he was like, um... He was like, um... Hey, check this out. Um, This is a scene, and uh, the mom is holding the kids, and, like, it it switches between, like, uh, her having her arms around him and not... And and she's like, what would you call that? And uh, I... I was like continuity error he, <laughs> he had never noticed that like, It's like his favorite Christmas movie And uh, he didn't even know Like what it He didn't even know like About the continuity error until today Until that point
3: mm-hmm.
1: Wow Wow um. <laughs> Uh, we've gone to that point in the watch this episode where I'm looking at shitty movie details. I searched up It's a Wonderful Life's name and I got this. Long before garnering critical acclaim for roles in films like Rear Window and It's a Wonderful Life, James Stewart was a talentless infant that frequently peed and shat itself.
0: Weren't we all
1: Okay, Romy, mm. this
2: is the this is the scene you're probably probably thinking <laughs> of. Look, it's like Look at this newspaper! Isn't that. Hmm. Isn't it funny that your rival's son, your rival's brother, is in the newspaper and you're just. You're gonna have to. Blah, blah, blah. He just <laughs> hands him the newspaper back to him. Okay,
1: uh... There's not a lot of It's a Wonderful you... Life shitty movie details. Did you honestly. notice what happened? I did not notice what happened. What happened? Where's
2: the money? Where's the money?
1: In the bank.
2: It just had a envelope of money, <laughs> and he's like, "No, oh, there was. I just had the money. Where is it?" <laughs>
1: Oh, do they? Do they steal the money? I'm lost. No,
0: look. (laughs) (laughs) I just—it's another like I just discovered another like meme of from Prime Video. It's like it relates to the Elmo Rocco discussion. Um, Think Zoe, Rocco cannot enjoy the cookie as much as Elmo because Rocco is a rock. It's like an edit. It's like a doctored version of the um, the infamous Think Mark scene from Invincible.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, evil, evil man in wheelchair got the money. It was supposed to deposit it into the bank, but he gave it directly to him instead, <laughs> accidentally. And so now hmm. he lost it and he's not going to tell him about it. And so hmm. that's the that's basically the crux of everything. That was eight thousand dollars. And now owe the bank $8,000. How the heck are they going to get it back?
1: Oh, damn. And so... they don't know where and it this is. is in, and this is in 1946,
0: when $8,000 is like $800,000. Yeah, that... Yeah, uh, meanwhile, in the Muppet Christmas movie version, um, uh, uh, Fosse accidentally swapped a bag of donated clothes with the money that would have saved a the Muppet theater. And then they also, at some point, there's like a Moulin Rouge parody, which would like be which would kind of be dated, but um, but actually, mm. there's a mm. but actually, um, like Moulin Rouge is like really popular to this day,
1: it is, yeah,
0: and like that movie, only uh, despite like came how. Out a year uh. before. Okay, and okay, Andrew, go
1: on. All right. Despite how easy it was for Dwayne the Rock Johnson to transition into Hollywood movies and the numerous other worlds taken up by, by other WWE superstars, there still remains no wrestlers starring in 1946's Christmas hit, It's a Wonderful Life.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> That's it. Yeah, because you know what this movie needs? It needs a wrestler.
0: Yes, it needs it needs a rock that can't eat a cookie.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I, w- I wouldn't put it past uh, Hollywood today to make an It's a Wonderful Life remake with Dwayne Johnson as George Bailey.
0: No, no, don't, don't, don't give people ideas.
1: Is yeah. Just, like, the, in, you're just gonna make, actually, like, I have a great idea. I have a great idea. Pass a law that makes it forbidden to remake this movie.
0: Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, I don't know, like, <laughs> I'm just, I, I just, that made me think of something. I, I yeah. don't remember what it is, but, so, um, uh, I'm just gonna talk about random stuff.
1: In, in It's a Wonderful Life director Christopher Nolan could not afford CGI or high quality sound effects so he improvised special effects by tripping actors as they left a the scene once going so far as to famously push Jimmy Stewart off a bridge and into a raging river <laughs> <laughs> the, the funniness is how absurd it is Christopher Nolan wasn't alive back then <laughs>
2: Actually, this movie actually was, uh, very infamous for making, not infamous, but famous for, uh, making better snow for film because back in the day they used to use (laughs) cornflakes.
1: Yeah. Cornflakes and asbestos.
2: Yeah. Well, in this movie, they they didn't want to get the crunchiness of the, the cornflakes so for all the snow, they used uh, the combination of of the chemical compound that's used in fire extinguishers.
1: Hmm, That's actually kind of nice, yeah. I'm going to read some more shitty movie details. In Frozen 2, Elsa sings that everyone she's ever loved is here within his, these walls while her parents are lost in the dark sea to the north.
0: <laughs> uh. Oh! Oh, I get it now.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh. In see. Napoleon, the protagonist unleashes hell upon the Russian-Austrian army in Austerlitz. This is a reference to me unleashing hell upon the critics' bad reviews of the movie after seeing it myself.
0: Spirit, Spirited, and Spirited Away had to be the weirdest movie trilogy I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All of the characters... All of the characters in *The Godfather* are talking shrews. This is a reference to the fact I've never actually watched *The Godfather* and only know its parodies.
2: All of the under the other reindeer. I don't know. I, that's what the way that you said, were saying it, it made me think of that. <laughs>
1: Interview with a Vampire is a giant metaphor for homosexuality, and they don't even try to hide it. Hide it. This, however, is a giant plot hole because it's my dad's favorite movie. Even though he is extremely homophobic and doesn't even accept my sexuality, this implies that he is either stupid or a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Huh. Be sure to watch Hamilton with a critical eye. There are some major historical inaccuracies. Many of these large musical numbers never happened. Hey. <laughs> Let's see here. Did you know that Harrison Ford is such a good actor that since Raiders of the Lost Ark came out, he spent every day of his life for 42 years getting older so he could get ready to play an older Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny?
3: <laughs>
1: oh, God. And for what? <laughs> and for What? In Monsters University, Mike and Sully get expelled and start working at the Monsters Inc. mailroom, and eventually get promoted all the way to scares, leaving kids with the true message that college isn't worth your time and money. <laughs> Which, by the way, it is worth your time and money. These two were just complete idiots. Yeah, I'm in college right now. <laughs> getting getting expelled wasn't their fault. Well, it it was well, their it fault. Was. But. It was entirely their fault. Yeah.
2: Oh, wait, he's going to throw the thing. Nope, he didn't. I thought he was going to throw the thing.
1: (laughs) He'll throw it one day. (laughs) In Treasure Planet, Delbert Doppler claims to have taken two years of flatula in high school. This means he learned talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh... Okay. Man, yeah. I know there's no there's no audio with the movie. I'm too busy looking at it to, uh looking at shitty movie details. But this is this is one of those movies that just makes you feel warm inside. Yeah. This
2: this is actually one of the important moments where some of the petals fell off the flower. And he's like, no, 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 here, I'll fix it. And he puts the petals in his pocket and it's like, there we go. I put them back on the flower. And he puts them in the vase. (laughs) Puts the flower (laughs) in the vase. And that becomes important later because, you know.
1: (laughs) Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri features three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. A big clue to this is actually featured in the title. (laughs) <laughs> the handmaid's tale is a fiction about how government interferes with women's body, or at least we thought it was fiction in two thousand seventeen
2: uh, huh. I forget exactly what <laughs> happens in the scene, but I think it's like the the teacher is call the teacher of one of the kids is calling, and he's like. Like who is it? The teacher? Give me the phone, and he starts bad mouthing the woman.
1: Damn, yeah, he's lost all hope in his life, man.
2: And teacher will remember that the little, like the video game, like a,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: like walking, like yeah. a Walking Dead. She will remember that.
0: Um. In Groundhog Day, the editors actually repeated the same footage over and over. If you pay attention, you can spot this in the movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) The Snowman was hated upon release because the film absolutely fails as a remake to The Snowman from 1982. Mm -hmm. In Back to the Future, Doc first tests the time machine with his dog for safety and then proceeds to drive the car directly at himself. This is because safety is for nerds.
2: I kind of assumed he thought it might fail and try to commit suicide. Yeah, but if it works... that's why he was
1: so. That's why he was so happy that it worked.
2: Yeah, does it mean he has a reason to live?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And don't let the the poster of Matilda fool you. This is a psychological horror movie that covers trauma, animal abuse, child abuse, torture, and the most nightmare inducing villain of all time. Denny DeVito? <laughs> Probably. And... <laughs>
0: In the Penguins of Madagascar, Skipper morphs Kowalski into cock and balls.
2: Wasn't there a scene from the Penguins of Madagascar series where where a toothbrush came out of a void and and uh Kowalski probably. brushes his mouth with it.
1: <laughs> uh pro- probably a lot of stuff happened on that show, man.
2: Something like like check this out and and he puts the toothbrush in his mouth and it deep throats him.
1: <laughs> in in Kanto, Bruno is considered the least favorite child, being considered a disappointment. That is a reference to many Latino families in real life, where there is usually a child who is considered a disappointment. Let's see here. After completing filming on Andor, Diego Luna went to become the bassist slash lead singer of a little-known band called Wings. And it's a picture of Paul McCartney that looks suspiciously like Diego Luna. And you know what? Now that I now that I I have the the name face association, Paul McCartney does kind of look like Diego Luna. You guys want to see?
0: Yeah. Um... Sure. Yes. Yeah. If um like which um which would kind of make uh if if Disney just decided to um it's decided to straight up remake
1: the get them. back series with
0: <laughs> oh, they already I, have I, the, I the the
1: footage but they just want to re
0: i i just thought like i thought you were going to say like the remaking Canto with diego luna playing bruno mm.
1: were you uh I, I, you know what never mind uh in talk to me why is this car model so important Two people behind me were talking about the green car model nonstop for ten minutes when it came on screen. Then left the movie. The movie has nothing to do with the car.
2: Yeah, all they do is sing "Chandelier" at the top of their lungs.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is only and that's this is only- a
2: reference. This is this is a reference to "Next Goal Wins," the Taika Waititi <laughs> movie that that was supposed to come out a year before. Talk to me. Hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think, and I think one of the uh, actors quit and had to be replaced with Will Arnett.
3: Hmm.
1: I think. Uh, really. In Bones, okay. Snoop Dogg is forced to smoke, showing that this movie is pure fiction.
3: <laughs>
1: remember, I I remember being so concerned when Snoop Dogg said he was quitting smoking, but then I found out it was he was quitting smoke grills.
2: Oh, is that the joke?
1: Mm-hmm. It was an ad campaign.
2: Oh, hey, <laughs> I remembered something. Uh, did you guys hear about what's going on with the Oscars nominations for best film effects for special effects?
3: Oh, oh yeah. Didn't get, uh, it
1: didn't not not list. Oppenheimer. Yeah, it didn't make the shortlist yeah, sadly. Yeah, for like no reason. Like it, it's it's got it's in like a bunch of other categories, but not best effects, which is b- complete and not total bull. And just to add insults to George's horrible day, his car is locked from the inside, and now he's just drowning his sorrows. Da-do-do-do. Um, let's see here.
2: I'm in total despair, he drowns his sorrows at the buffet.
1: He'll be so busy drowning his sorrows that he won't realize that
2: the boat is going. He will be so busy drowning his sorrows that he won't realize that the boat is going directly into the into an active volcano. And to get out of the heat, he jumps into the pool, but the pool will actually be
1: filled with sharks! <laughs> wait, wait, What's that, that the... a reference to?
2: DuckTales. Oh!
1: Uh, yeah, I... that's definitely a Scrooge thing to do.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen the new DuckTales show.
2: It was Glomgold.
1: Uh, oh,
0: Glomgold.
1: In, in oh, the oh, movie the way, Wish, um... the... Uh... In the movie Wish, uh, what's
2: happening here?
1: He's getting punched by random people because they have nothing better to do and they don't have a family on Christmas.
2: He's the husband of the teacher.
1: Oh, damn. Uh... (laughs) Plot twist. I told
2: you she'd remember. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. That... So, did he track him down, or was it just coincidence?
2: Just coincidence. He was just like, like, wait, Bailey. Uh,
1: I, I, accidentally, George, I accidentally. George Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, I'm George Bailey. And then he just, and then just a punch fit. Yeah. Uh, in Wish, the main character lets all the other characters live on his private island for free, and all he demands is in return is a little respect. This, in the eyes of the movie, makes him a terrible person.
0: <laughs> like that, I mean, I didn't mind which when I saw it. I don't know. There, I, there's, I mean, it's flawed, but uh, it, it's kind of how James feels about always. Um, when it's good, it, it, when its strengths <laughs> are really high, and its lows are really low.
1: This implies that always has strengths.
0: I mean uh, oh yeah? The, movie? Um, the Steven Spielberg I, movie? Yeah. Huh.
2: Sorry, I was only half yeah. listening.
0: Yeah, and uh hmm. Yeah, I James meant uh no, I no, sorry. Andrew mentioned in his Letterboxd review that his parents got it for him because he liked the Wilhelm scream.
1: Yes, there's like a really, really, really faint Wilhelm scream at the end of the movie. I know this because it was in a compilation of other Wilhelm screams in movies. And I was looking back, and I didn't hear it at all. So, like, yeah. I got that movie for nothing. For nothing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, my parents own a copy of the movie. I don't know if I should, um...
1: I don't... I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with my copy. Am I gonna either uh, sell it to Goodwill, or am I gonna <laughs> bury it in a six foot deep ground in the middle of my yard for the worms to feast on during the winter?
2: Hey, look at that! He does jump off the bridge.
1: I knew it. The, I can't believe that shitty movie detail spoiled the entire movie for me. So the. So George is uh, saving, saving this guy who also fell off the bridge and this guy turns out to be his guardian angel, Clarence.
2: Or did he jump?
1: Hm. I guess we'll never know. Who knows? In hm. Inside Out too, the gang encounters a band of never-before-seen emotions. Say hello to Kine, Dorselessness, Parfam, and Nade. Wait.
0: What? what?
2: All types of emotions I've never it's heard par- of. I'm sure I could feel them.
1: Uh, apparently, oh, it's a it's a reference to like an analog horror thing, which features like oh. a, a different, um, like Dorselessness, Nage, Humber, Andric, Varination, and uh. Oh, I don't that, recommend you look it up for yourself because it...
0: a, like that is a <laughs> crazy niche. Um. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The Lorax in in the Lorax, the Lorax's image is used without his consent to promote an environmentally harmful product. This is a reference to the film's entire marketing campaign.
2: Yeah. enjoy your air polluting car it's Lorax approved Kind of like how in this scene, the every time the guy's about to spit into the bucket, something something weird is said by the angel. He's just like it keeps himself from spitting to the point that he just decides to go outside. All right, final thirty minutes the The only part that everybody really remembers <laughs> or cares about, I guess.
0: I'm kind of bored now. Um, I just want to tell you random things I remember from It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas movie. Besides, there was a Moulin Rouge reference. Uh, Matthew Lillard had a cameo, and he... uh, he was charged with this church name Cirque du Soleil. No, not Cirque du Soleil. It, despite the error made, it is just this, like, it was just the most avant-garde thing you'll ever see. It's obvious parody of Cirque du Soleil. And also, there was a scene where Kermit was being interviewed by Carson Daly. And... Uh, and Fozzie got in a run-in with Who's and uh, Steve Irwin parody. Oh no! Andrew!
2: Oh, we will come back. Okay. I'm sure. He'd, he probably just had a he probably just had an internet connection issue
0: or yeah. computer connection issue. Oh god, how am I going to carry this uh, thing? Uh how am I gonna carry this? I, I'm gonna just, I'll just, uh, I'm just play a bunch of Sevigan. I do me. like. <laughs> uh, you're probably not hearing this. It's like a rip of. Uh... I can hear you. And it's just it's just a rip of a. Uh... Uh, of Alternia Bound uh, I'm so happy with the how amount of homesuck rips we get and funny all, goofy
2: alternia. oh hey look it's a continui-
0: Another continuity Another
2: error. continuity error he can hear in his right ear he can hear in his left ear now
0: okay all right. Because uh, he lost uh, his all right. Hearing. Andrew says don't end the episode I'm sure I'll be back in shortly uh, this isn't a good time anyway hey Andrew
1: I'm back I'm back Hey. Uh. Sure, uh yeah, I. Everything. Got it. I, 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 this is why I hate my, my internet. It always cuts out whenever you're trying to explain something to me. Okay. But. I'm The, the point is I'm back. And uh, George met Clarence for the first time. And so they're just talking. And the guy who owns the bridge toll is like. Are you going crazy, my guy?
2: He tries to spit in the oh, bucket, I and it's just so absurd that he can't.
0: Oh, I see this hmm. meme. Um, It's like, Stanley Kubrick died in 1999. Ice Spice, born 2000. Welcome back, Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> I, uh,
1: I was, he was so close to beating Ice Spice. <laughs> Uh, The amount of time between the Jurassic period and the release of Jurassic Park is greater than the amount of time between the release of Jurassic Park and today. Can you believe that?
0: Yeah. Obvious.
1: In Kung Fu Panda, Tai Lung has known behavioral issues, but is arrested after his first crime instead of being given psychiatric help. This is because Tai Lung is an ethnic minority in that universe. Uh,
3: okay.
2: There are so many continuity errors in this movie. Like yeah. he just gets his hearing in his left ear back, even though we clearly saw that he lost his hearing when he went into the water to save his brother.
3: Hmm.
1: Well, I guess I guess that no gives longer it has part of its charm.
2: He no longer has a. Has the bloodied lip from being punched? He doesn't well, have a license. Here's he the thing: he doesn't have the rose Here, petals in his pocket.
1: That's because he's a ghost. He doesn't exist in this universe. He's he's merely Everyone being a, an observer.
2: He just doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, he's he's complete. He's completely wiped over. Restart. He he doesn't have his uh, things from earlier. I wouldn't call that a continuity error.
2: Okay. It, it was a joke, but okay, yeah.
1: Okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't know where you were going with that. Sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna see the boy in the heron uh, soon. Oh, um, nice. I, I That's nice. my plan. Hey, look,
1: we save 500- cool. Despite the misleading title, Morgan Freeman's character in Driving Miss Daisy never actually drives Miss Daisy, since she is a, she is a person, not a car. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Things currently has a zero in profanity, meaning you should watch it with your whole family.
0: Ooh, I know what I'm doing on Christmas. Oh my God! I want to see <laughs> Poor things so bad, like because it's the guy that made the lobster and uh, and Emma Stone. It, it looks really fun.
1: Oh, uh, and uh, back. To the oh boy yeah, the uh, Lorgos is it Yorgos Lathimos or whatever his name is? Yeah,
0: Yorgos Lanthimos. Is? And uh, anyway, uh, back to the boy in the heron. James gave it a five out of five.
2: And yeah, I
1: saw that. I was and about to say a, five the, out of ten. <laughs> no, a, a five out of five rating. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Legend. Legendary yeah, studio, Ghibli. W is yeah, always. and
0: he called it the. called it Hayao Miyazaki's best and Spirited Away.
1: Wow.
2: I'm gonna keep my <laughs> expectations low just in case, because I don't want to hype myself. That should up. be a, that.
0: You should never
1: keep your expectations high for a film, honestly. Just the only time
2: I've kept the. The last movie I kept my expectations high and they were kept high was The Holdovers. That's the only other time I can recall.
0: Yeah, I... I went in and wished with I remember remember I enjoyed it a my, little rem, more I, than I was expecting.
1: The last film I kept... Uh, I was in high expectations with was The Last Jedi, and I was disappointed a little bit. It wasn't the... Uh, Best sequel to The Force Awakens I could imagine. Hmm. And so I wasn't really expecting much. I wasn't expecting much with The Rise of Skywalker, and guess what they gave me? Shit. They didn't give me much, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, though, in the emoji movie, James Corden plays a high five emoji and Patrick Stewart plays a poop emoji. This is because the makers of the movie accidentally gave each other the other's lines. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know, technically speaking, Jordan Peele was originally supposed to play the the poop emoji.
0: Oh my god! Mm. They, they gave Patrick Stewart this well, stupid role and...
2: And then Jordan Peele was like, nah, I'm not doing that. And it kind of accidentally made him create Get Out. Maybe.
1: how? So oh, the emo- saying no to the Emoji Movie created Get Out.
2: Because <laughs> it's like, I can't believe this is being made. I'm going to go make my own movie in spite of it.
0: Wow, that is, <laughs> nice. that is really interesting. And uh, like, that's, uh, in but, his awesome... hey,
2: that's just a theory. Just a theory. Yeah, but,
0: like when he won Best Screenplay. In the, in the... So uh, when Jordan Peele won Best Screenplay, he was talking about how he... Harry tried to write it like um a, he he kept he gave on, up on it a bunch of times but then like he kept coming back around. I I have the quote uh, in. Uh, I, I'm just gonna gonna find it. It's hmm. in my saved Instagram photos.
1: Hmm. In The Dark Knight Rises, during the final battle, Matthew Bodine's character says, "There's only one police in this town." This is, however, false, as throughout the movie, such as this very scene, we could see that there was in fact more than one police officer in the city of Gotham.
0: Okay, so <laughs> here's here's a quote. I stopped writing Get Out about 20 times because I thought it was impossible. I thought it wasn't going to work. I thought no one would ever make this movie, Because, but I kept coming back to it because I knew if someone would let me make this movie, people would see it and people would hear it.
1: In the, mo- in the movie The Sixth Sense, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. But the following year in the movie Unbreakable, he was alive. Damn it. It's a miracle. Yay! Uh, in Home Alone 2, little Kevin finds himself alone in Manhattan after a series of unfortunate events. To escape his funny-looking enemies, he sets booby traps across the city while trying desperately t- to make contact and reunite with his own kind. A true classic for the whole family. And it's just a picture of Will Smith in *I Am Legend*. <laughs> uh, you, you guys hear me? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I can hear you.
1: Okay. At the end of *Home Alone*, Kevin's father is seen wearing a Burberry jacket. This is the only indication that the family has money.
3: Right.
1: The only one. Home
0: Alone is another one of those all-time holiday classics that I've yet to see in full.
1: You've ha- you haven't seen Home Alone in full?
0: No. Either of the first two Home Alones. The rest are not worth your time. Really?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Home Home Alone is a true classic for me.
0: Um okay. In 2000
1: but, in 2023, Oppenheimer and Napoleon balanced each other out in terms of historical accuracy in blockbuster Hollywood movies.
0: Hmm. Uh, I I still haven't seen Napoleon and uh, I was kind of So in this off at... So
1: we, I'm I'm guessing and I'm guessing in this scene George found found his wife but since no one knows who she who he is uh, everyone's mistaken actually, him for uh... like
2: Actually uh there's a uh... That was uh, one of the girls that was pining for him earlier, and he drove her off by oh. saying, "Let's go to South America
1: oh right and um and now this is and now this is what her life has become without him, yeah,
2: yeah. actually, because you mentioned this earlier, this is actually based on the book you you mentioned that earlier short a short story, the technically. Short story. Hmm. in the there's one major difference in the original story what happens to his wife is that she's married to an abusive husband like he goes he finds her house and he finds her house and uh and is like don't you remember me He's like get out of here and then the alcoholic husband comes in and is like what are you doing in here drives yeah. drives him off
1: yeah i remember movie, that if you yeah.
2: if you know this movie, then you know
1: it's a little bit if you know, less you know. than that. It's different, yeah. In um, let's see here. In Home Alone, Old Man Marley is sixty-six years old. Kevin is ten years old. If, like me, you turned thirty-nine this year, then you're now closer in age to Old Man Marley than you are to Kevin. Let that sink in. Merry Christmas, you oh. filth.
3: Well, none of us are 39, so... I just
0: remembered uh, what we were saying about, like, we should make pass a law that makes it illegal to remake this movie. I want to pass a... I want to have a law passed that makes it illegal to remake Wreck-It Ralph. So, Dizzy can I don't think
1: that's gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's see. Here. Um, despite being mediocre crap, Something's Gotta Give holds a dear place in your heart for being the last movie you and your mom watched together one chilly April night when you all thought... Th- okay, this isn't... This is a very sad shitty movie detail. Whoa.
2: What? S- sorry, I got... I didn't remember him biting a police officer's hand. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I,
1: I'm just... Merry gonna... Christmas, everyone. Yeah, let, let me just look at... The... The most unrealistic part of the Home Alone movies is that Kevin is the youngest child. No way does his mom forget the baby. Now a middle child, no one remembers the middle child. Okay, you say, uh, Romy?
0: Oh, yeah, I've just found it it's, yeah, that's surprisingly depressing. The movie detail.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, George is like, "Mom, it's me." And then Mom's like, "I'm I've never had. I, are, is this some kind of cruel joke? Are you trying to?" <laughs> so I'm I'm guessing that uh, George's George's brother did die in this 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 alternate universe, the bad universe. Yeah. And the, and Mom you know, Ma, Ma what, Bailey sorry. thinks Mom Bailey thinks this guy is is. Trying to prank her by passing off as the dead brother.
2: But she never had a brother. She only had one child. And he died.
1: Oh, right, his son. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) And
2: so he goes... And so he (laughs) ends up going to the gravestone.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: In Barbie, you can see... Did you know that in Barbie, you can see Margot Robbie away yeah
1: it's man if there was like like a shitty there should be like a shitty Tarantino detail subreddit that's just like jokes the same shitty movie detail jokes but with a Tarantino twist so in like in Barbie you could see Margot Robbie's feet that's it that's the joke that's all I have
0: Okay. Uh, with the inclusion of the sushi restaurant Harry Harryhausen's in Monsters Inc., the p- team at Pixar accurately predicted the rise of famous, famous British pop star Harry Harryhausen and, and the recently released hit album Harry's House.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> man, man, I know we're trying to joke with shitty movie details, but honestly, this is where the movie gets really sad and such. Heart, really tugs at the hard strings in all the right ways. It doesn't it doesn't but it doesn't pull them enough to where you're like uh oh it's pulling at the hard strings. Like it doesn't it doesn't break the strings. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, strange
2: yeah. how um No, oh, he's yeah. a war hero. All those people died
3: man
0: yes all those people touch all those people's lives and when they're not there they leave a hole
1: um yeah and this this is where, this is where george realizes that he he truly can make a difference in life what first he has to see is his wife that'll or something yeah, like that yeah the
2: final nail in the coffin your brother died and a whole bunch of people died in the war but no and now... your wife it's a librarian, oh
1: no. my and she's she's With wearing glasses. glasses, oh my gosh
3: hmm.
1: and first she she recognizes this weird man who called out her name like a, as a creep, which honestly he does come off as if he looks disheveled he's he is very he he knows your name, he is very fast, and you should definitely be running away. What's her name again?
0: Uh Mary.
1: Mary. Run away, Mary.
0: Oh, now I remember <laughs> the Tiny Toons Adventures episode where that where it was literally just um uh the where it's just this movie and like um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> She fainted at the sight of a disheveled white man.
0: Uh oh, like no. the quote about how like every each man's life touches so many others. Um yeah. it reminds me of Steve Gunner, like
1: uh Oh my god, he just punched that po- policeman man in cold blood. <laughs> That's
0: what's he gonna do. Um oh. so like as Steve Gunner, um like because of Steva Gunner, um an actor uh, like Stefan Carl would have died earlier than he would have than he did if a video game streamer never had a funny reaction to a Chinese bootleg NES game.
1: That's all fine and dandy, but what does that, have that got to do with *It's a Wonderful Life*?
0: Because I, uh, I, somebody made a comment like that, and and I replied to it saying, with the quote, "Strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many others, and when he isn't there, he lives an awful hole, uh-huh. doesn't he?" Yeah.
1: Live again. And this is where jo- George realizes that life is worth living, and he wants to have his regular life again. And then it starts snowing, and that's how we know that it's he's back in the real world again hmm. and I've got a few more it's a wonderful life shitty movie details here I've saved because uh, spoilers um let's see here do. In It's a Wonderful Life, after George Bailey hits the policeman towards the end of the film, the policeman opens fire at a crowded street. It is the most accurate scene in the whole movie. An American policeman discharging his weapon in a crowded place to stop someone who committed a minor crime.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. We live in a society.
1: <laughs> Damn.
2: Well, I mean, when the town basically becomes Las Vegas, I guess it makes sense.
1: Yeah. <laughs> In the holiday classic, It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey's guardian angel Clarence tells him that no man is a failure who has friends. This proves my ex was right. I'm a total fucking failure. (laughs) (laughs) But he's back. He's back in uh, Bedford Falls. Merry Christmas, Bedford Falls.
0: (laughs) Merry Christmas, old theater. And he's... Merry uh,
2: Christmas, Emporium!
0: And I'm thinking that the Tiny Toons episode where, like, Buster comes back and he's like, Merry Christmas, world! And he just literally hugs the entire world. (laughs)
2: Uh Uh-huh, that's a a good visual.
1: I love how he's saying Merry Christmas to the people who hate him.
2: Yeah. Merry Christmas to you, too! I called the police! (laughs) You're going to jail for for stealing $8,000.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's a there's pictures, there's camera and crew out there and everything. It's almost as if George Bailey is a completely changed man, which he is. Man. So, it's hard to there, there really is no sound. I think this is the first time we've done an episode without any sound whatsoever, and I think it's because of your microphone or something. We, we had a bit problem with that before starting the episode, but it, even with my, my writing teacher told me that a a great film can be still be understood with the sound off, and this is like this is what I this is what I get with that movie. Yes, I can, I can get every beat that's happening. That's why with I like the, a with, lot of films. even <laughs> without any captions or, or that stuff
2: wasn't there a version of uh Indiana Jones the first one and it was in black and white and they replaced all the all the audio and sound effects with uh with just generic music or something
0: oh yeah uh, i <laughs> just like a... remember truck forever after is basically this movie it's a
1: wonderful oh my god i can't believe it's a wonderful i had the balls to rip off uh... Uh, Shrek Forever After. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: Shrek Forever After is just as good as this. Everybody knows that.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: but it's can't touch the majesty of Shrek too. No,
2: that is true. Never, not even this.
1: Yep. And just, just when you think it couldn't get any better, uh, it's t- it's look at all that money. Uh... Wait, where did that money come from? It was charity. Hey,
2: yeah, it's all charity. Everybody pitched in. They were like, "We need money." Everybody pitched in. Every single person. They're all coming in through the door. It's every single character.
1: And and I know that at this at this point it might seem a little too normy, but it it honestly works so much considering that George Bailey just went through hell and back.
0: Yeah, literally.
1: Yeah.
2: This is one of the most um, perfect Christmas
1: endings of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I was literally. I'm. I was. I, I said in my I, my review, I there was a reason I cried at the end.
0: Next to the SNL sketch where, like, everybody beats up Mr. Potter.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I remember at, that SNL sketch. <laughs> at the end of It's a Wonderful Life, all the characters appear to be babbling incomprehensible gibberish. This is actually a real st- song written in Scots. <laughs>
0: I thought you were going to mention, I thought I was going to go like the Spongebob scene where um, Squidward comes in, the band geeks practice, and everybody's just chattering over each other, and it's revealed that they're actually all saying, blah, 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 blah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Even Mr. Potter had a change of heart. Wait, that's not Mr. Potter, is it? Uh, No. No. It's a... It's it's a
2: telegram. It's a telegram. It turns out that the at the there was that moment where they were by the phone and they were having sexual tension. They were talking <laughs> about how he was talking about how he was doing a new venture and it was worth a lot of money. Turns out it was worth a lot of money. And he's giving it He's,
3: he's giving, giving it to all him. to
1: his brother.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Um,
2: he's giving the right. a part of the share the shareholding oh that gosh. he bought like ten years yeah. oh ago is now worth yeah, like now, two thousand. Here come the
1: waterworks, man. I, I'm honestly crying right now, guys. This is such a good oh. movie, man. Man, there's absolutely no Even... way this ending can't get any more perfect or cathartic. Absolutely no way whatsoever.
2: Look at that. Even the the bankers are. Look at <laughs> <all> that. <laughs>
1: They started joining it in was, the Unconherent uh, it Scott it's the, Scott-ish. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, was the, it was the bankers. They came to collect the money yeah. and they basically just ripped it up. Look at him! His brother came back from the war!
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: God, this, like, I... <laughs> it,
1: it's. It, I hate the theory that this is just what heaven looks like for George. No, this is real life and you can't tell me otherwise.
0: Yes.
2: This is real life. Like
0: things are, yeah, mm-hmm. things are gonna turn out well in the end. Like, yeah, this is, yeah, I, I think, yeah, there was a reason I w- was saving this one for. Uh, uh, we, ha- yeah, I mean, uh, so it was like you had your fun with, you had your vegetables, no man, with, you had your vegetables yep. with Fred claws and perfume. Right. Now you get to wait, eat wait, guys, but guys, dessert. Guys, yeah.
1: The the ending just the ending just got more perfect. Clarence finally got yeah. his wings. Every, every time, time
0: the bell rings, <laughs> every time the bell rings.
1: rings. Oh Angel god, I'm crying.
2: <laughs> no, I like the way you said it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm I'm I'm. Forgive me for being a little bit of a wreck. It's, yeah, it's just it's love, just so good.
0: I love you guys so much. You have no yeah. idea. I'm uh, too bad. Mm-hmm. Riley couldn't be here for this part.
1: She's here in our hearts. In spirit. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, everyone else. Again, who, Hunger Games sim. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone who made our 2023 a little bit more special is in our hearts. Yeah. You guys are in my hearts.
0: Yes. Thank you to everyone. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everybody who listened throughout the year. Uh, all, all ten of you.
1: Uh, <laughs> who, uh, don't just don't say that. Maybe it's thirteen. Yeah, everything. Yeah,
0: <laughs> things will. Um. So and yeah, thanks, and thank you for listening to this episode.
1: Mhm. Thanks. Thanks for be- making two thousand twenty-three a little bit more special. We might not have been as productive as we were in the previous two years we've done this podcast, but, uh, we wouldn't have it any other way. We're just glad you guys stuck around.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, um, So do you have, like, an idea for our next movie, like, in January?
0: Um, not really. Uh, probably just, like, a birth... Probably just a simple birthday episode, but, um... Uh, My plan is to, um, start a podcast where I talk to, um, people from the, from various industries, starting with film. And,
1: uh... Just like me, for real.
0: And, uh, I already know, I already have the email addies of a bunch of people. I'm not gonna say which ones, but, uh, I'm gonna... Yeah, things... Yeah, everything's... Yeah, I'm... Here's to... Everything's looking up. Here's to what, whatever 2024 will hold. Uh, mm. To quote Persona, there will be dramatic turns in the story from this point. It is strongly recommended that you take <laughs> this opportunity to save. Would you like to save your game now?
1: That is also my second favorite quote from Clarence, and it's a wonderful life.
0: <laughs> mm. Okay, um... All right, so um so as I mentioned earlier, we'll probably do another bonus episode later in the month but uh yeah yeah um so thank you guys for being here. thank you for listening. thank you for just being awesome.
2: Thank you everybody. Good time
0: all right, thank you
3: In sunsets In midnights In cups of coffee In inches, miles In laughter, in strife 525,600 minutes How do you measure? so